Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. We are live, and it's always a great evening to be live on Loudmouth Radio. We are broadcasting this wonderful evening, April 23rd, 2015, on a beautiful Thursday night, I must add. And uh, tonight, this special broadcast is being featured for a very special purpose. Um, Tonight is the eve of the premiere of the new film, Blackbird that is coming out tomorrow in select theaters, and we're so happy as a media outlet to provide our listening audience around the world opportunity to find out about this very special project, and uh, we said we wanted to have a little bit of conversation, a little late night conversation, right, Jazz? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hello, everyone. Good night, as they would say in Jamaica. It is a beautiful night, and, um, you know, late night conversations usually a little bit, you know, undercover, but we want to blow all the covers <laughs> off and talk sincerely about this wonderful movie and the wonderful cast that's in it. I'm extremely excited. It's just been a great day overall. Yes, it is. I, I think that um, the best thing about this is having a really special project um, like Blackbird, which we're going to get into the depths of that, uh, this evening um, to come forth and, and be a conversation piece. And so tonight we're, we're calling this a cast and conversation about the Blackbird, the movie tonight. And, um, you know, the the best thing about this is that, you know, although um, we're actually in uh, Florida right now, and uh, there's some areas uh, such as this area that may not have the film coming out in their remote areas tomorrow, but I, I will uh, challenge people to maybe travel into an area where they can see this film. <laughs> How about that, Jen? Definitely. And we're actually in the Sunshine State, um, the yes. Sunshine City of St. Petersburg, Florida, where we traveled from Atlanta, Georgia, so we could come. We're always on the move. Just so you know, loudmouthradio.com, we're always on the move, and we're so appreciative to all of our listeners all over the world, um, whether locally or globally, we're excited because they're always saying, I saw you here, you're always doing something, you're always covering this. And so we, we were able to come from Atlanta to cover the uh, Stand Against Racism, honey, with Tim Wise. And if you have not had an opportunity oh my to goodness. hear this gentleman, this humanitarian brother, who is um, just an incredible human being that's teaching the world about uh, topics of racism and, you know, it, it's just 
incredible how he takes ownership of where he is as as a white gentleman um, and how things are being uh, put across America. And it ties in, it's so fortunate for us, it ties into this movie because not only does he talk about racism, but he also talks about prejudice in all forms. And so we know that Blackbird definitely has an element of opening up dialogue for people to sit down and talk about the prejudices in our society, in our world, in our homes, in our churches, in our communities. So, you know, it's just ironic that we were able to tie the two events together. So once again, you are in for a treat. Absolutely. As well as the week before our premiere of one of our new shows, Pride yeah. Not Prejudice, which is... I love that um, name, by the way. You did a good job with yes. that. Yes. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much, my darling. <laughs> uh, we'll be premiering that show next week, um, next Friday, to be exact, which is the anniversary of the one-year anniversary of uh, Loudmouth Radio as a network, Jazzy and I, who was also a couple, uh, came together and we launched a marriage equality initiative in the state of Georgia, which was called Mayday. And uh, next Friday is exactly a year from that point, which, you know, the actual marriage equality campaign that we launched within a 30-day exactly. time period made it all the way to Europe. Yeah, um, to the pink. In a matter what of three or four weeks. Pink News, the, pink the largest I- European gay news website, yes. Right. I almost so, called it the pink pony. Do not get that mixed up. Don't get that oh, mixed up. Oh, please don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so you know, the parallelism of all these things, I don't know if that's a word. I just feel like Jesse Jackson. But it's I'm okay. Let you, you, are, you, <laughs> you know, know how you do. You, you are Jesse's <laughs> daughter when it comes down to a word makeup. Go, girl. Hey, you know what? That's when I can flip my comedian hat on and say, you know what? I can do that and get away with it. So there. <laughs> so tonight we want to, you know, definitely um, encourage our listening audience who has listened to us uh, via through our studio line, which is 347-826-7520. And I know I said this so fast. Let me... Yes, Let me come back again. Load that <laughs> I will. Three, four, seven, eight, two, six, seven, five, two, zero. So we do invite you to. You can listen in if you do want to um, pose a question. Make sure you hit the one on your keypad. We'll see you on our switchboard. We'll bring you in, um, and as well as online. If you're listening to us online, we're, we're broadcasting live on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/LoudMouthRadio, and of course, and as always. Please. Yes, loud as always, loud mouth, very loud. As always, uh, 10 to 15 minutes after this broadcast, it will be available for your archive ability. So if you come in late in the middle or don't even hear it tonight at all live, you have the ability to archive us on Stitcher Radio, which is streaming through over 4 or 5 million car dashboards as well as TuneIn Radio. Do a search for us just by putting in Loud Mouth Radio Network. And like Jazzy said, make sure you put those two D's in, and you'll be more than happy to find us and share us with someone. So I know um, tonight we actually have um, some people that are part of this important story that's cast members and part of the creative geniuses of this actual movie. Um, Patrick Ian Polk is the creator and director of this of this mm-hmm. film. Um, and uh, Patrick is also the creator of the hit TV series Noah's Ark. As well as oh my God. Um, I, I recently, yes, Noah's Ark and Noah's Ark the Wedding, 
um, which, you know, spent off of that. And also, um, I just had an opportunity. I'm like, how did this movie slip past me? But The Skinny, I actually had an opportunity to see that movie um, some weeks back. And, and then again, I came across the trailer again of Blackbird right around that time period. So high ironic. And I'm going to shout out my girl, Terry Herring, who you're going to hear from in just a second, who's a part. <laughs> who's a part of this beautiful cast. And um, for those of you who have not had the opportunity to see this trailer, we are summoning you. We might even force it down your throat, but I, I encourage you to see the trailer. And if you're in an area where the movie is being screened, to make sure you see it. Um, but this is actually an opportunity to uh, to meet a young man by the name of Julian Walker, who's his first-time film, um, film his first-time actor in this film. And, of course, mm-hmm. Oscar-winning very uh, actress, very comedian, Monique, yes, and um, Monique. This, this great brother, Isaiah Washington. So I want to bring in, um, we have some people on our studio lines right here ready to speak to us. And I know, um, you know, a, a great film consist of a great cast. So tonight, I know that we have on the line um, a part of the cast, and I'm going to ask all my cast members that is a part of this film, if you're in an area, try to get somewhere where it's not a lot of feedback or a lot of uh, noise around you so that we can hear you, Um, because we have cast members in New York that have been promoting, L.A. promoting, Atlanta promoting, and some other outskirts. So, Welcome to Live on Radio. I know that we have Terry Henry on the line. Terry, are you with us? Terry is here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, can hear you, Fire Diamond. Welcome. Hello. How are you this are evening? You? I am Terryific. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Only you can. Only you can. I love it. And, and Terry, outside of you, I have uh, also Miss D. Woods. Are you on the Hi. line with us, Miss D.? Hey, darling, how are you? Welcome to Lama Radio. Yes, we hear you fine. How are you? Awesome. We are Lama Radio. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> You're going to fall behind I Terry. know. Terry, <laughs> we can't do what you do. We can't say Lama Rific, but because it won't make sense. I know, because that just didn't sound right. It didn't sound like we had a tongue tied situation. So we just want to go with it, go with it, okay? <laughs> and we it. also have one other. Uh, Special guest on the line with us. Who else do we have on the line with us right now? Uh, uh, can you guys actually hear me? Or... We can hear you. We wow, can hear you. Who do we have there with us? <laughs> uh, my name is Kevin, and I play Marshall. Hey, Kevin. How are you tonight, you Kevin? Fantastic. Kevin, let me make sure I'm pronouncing your last name correct. It's Kevin Alice. Actually, Alice. 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 Yeah, Alice. Okay. Alice. Okay. Kevin, you're cute. Oh, thanks. I'm sure you're really pretty. Thank you, darling. <laughs> See, you already can tell, Kevin, we were stalking you, you know. <laughs> so, everyone, welcome. So, to make sure that everyone has an equal opportunity, I definitely want to allow each of, each one of you guys to speak in regards to, you know, this your character in the movie. Um, you know, just being a part of this film and what it has done with you. Um, so to um, let's just kind of start off with uh, uh, D. Woods. I know that you are um, playing a, a principal role as Leslie Crandall. Yes. Um, 
And um, Terry actually is playing your mom as Mrs. Crandall. Is that right. correct? Actually, hey, that is correct. Hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> I love it. And then, Kevin, you're playing Marshall McNeil. I am, yes. Oh, okay, awesome. So, you know what, guys? This is a very relaxed show, so you guys are going to be able to talk freely, and I definitely want you guys to share you know, just your vivid experiences working on this project because this is a very special project. So um, I'm just going to shoot a question out there. Whomever would like to, you know, kind of go out there first, we feel free. Well, but um, before you shoot your question out, Producer Ma'am, let me, let's find out. If anybody needs to leave the show first, then you speak first. Okay. That is a very good question. Does anybody need to yeah. jump off at a certain amount of time? No, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, Terry is good. Um, Ms. D, you good, honey? D, I I'll probably have to leave because I'm still kind of like out in these streets. So <laughs> I already know. I You're can. still in New York, correct? I am. I'm beating this pavement. But um, hey, Kevin, I'm going to be in L.A. Hey. too. We got to hang out. Oh, awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So, so let's, start, let's start with D. And uh, Madam Producer, you could go ahead and shoot your questions out, and I'll jump in if I feel like. Otherwise, I'll just keep looking at everybody's headshot. That's so cute. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Dee, how about um, could you share with us a synopsis of this story with our listeners? (gasps) Okay. Yeah, I put, um, I put you on blast. I did do that. I know. I'm like, oh, man. It's up to me to get this right. Okay. So, um, well, Blackbird is the story of Randy Russo. He is um, a young boy, senior in high school, has a circle of friends, is a member of his church and his church choir, and he plays, like, the man of the house. Um, you know, his, his father is kind of estranged, absentee father, played by Isaiah Washington, and his mother is still, you know, under a lot of, you know, stress and, you know, guilt of the loss of her her daughter, Randy's younger sister, who has gone missing. So he has a lot on his shoulders, but at the same time, he's still trying to figure out who he is, and he definitely mm-hmm. is battling with the inner conflict of, you know, his sexuality and just being true to that. And he's, he's trying his best to to lie to himself and everybody else, but everybody else is basically waiting for him to come to terms with it. So we, we're kind of following the story of him just really accepting himself and then, of course, the conflict of the rest of the world accepting his choice of who he wants to, you know, who he wants to love and how to love himself. Wow. Absolutely. Did I get it right, y'all? Did I do good? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, that was that awesome. sounds like you prepared it or something. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh I know darn. She was ready. Look, she was prepared. <laughs> I know. I'm ready to go get popcorn. I was like, okay, where's my popcorn? This is, re-. you know, I thought I was listening to a book on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> Unless I prepared so, Exactly. So, 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 Kevin. Um, now that D gave us a little bit about that that whole piece, um, can you tell us about your character and and what your relationship is with Randy 
in the film? Well, I think, I mean, it could be like a love at first sight kind of scenario, but if not, there's at least an attraction and, and um, you know, they obviously like each other, but I think there's something deeper there going on. And there's also mm-hmm. sort of like a me- mentor relationship at the same time because, you know, he knows exactly, not exactly what he's going through, but he knows, you know, it's kind of it's like a strange dynamic between like lover and mentor kind of what I thought I guess if I'm to think abstractly what my goal was like while I'm actually acting I don't think about any of that stuff at all it's like out the window but like thinking about it now that's what I would say it is and I'd say that's <laughs> what my role facilitates the story I find awesome. that so interesting Kevin that you that you say that because you know you just gave me that wow when you're in it you're pulling you're pulling you know, emotions and how to portray the role. But then once you see it, you get a whole different depiction of what that could actually mean outside of, you know, what you were portraying. And I find that very, very interesting and very exciting. Hmm. Thank you. Good job there. Good job there. So for um, for the... Uh, D. Woods, you there, honey. You're playing Leslie Crandall. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell yes. us what your character, what, you know, kind of what the interaction is with your character, some in regards to this film? Yes. Um, Leslie is a part of the circle of friends at the school um, that Randy goes to, and um, she's a preacher's daughter, so she's also at the church, and um, I feel like Leslie is, she's also dealing with, you know, breaking out of the stereotype that everybody wants to, you know, depict her as. Um, mm-hmm. She has her own choices. I feel like all of all of the characters have, have a choice um, in kind of like a, a timing of events that's really going to shape who they end up being in life. And um, also, I feel like Leslie poses as sort of an obstacle, <laughs> a little bit of an obstacle to Randy and his true desires. So not in a way, <laughs> but at the same time, she's a friend, but she's kind of an obstacle at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I'm not one for people to, to like, totally give it a, give a storyline away, but you gave me enough meat and potatoes to definitely be intrigued to figure out what kind of clock? What kind of cop block? And Leslie was doing. <laughs> it definitely sounds like. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, she sounds like. Yeah, she sounds like she's a little busy. <laughs> so, so Terry, you are Mrs. Crandall. So, I mean, how is Mama dealing with the daughter here? Does this kind of sound like she's mischievous? Well, she is, and for. For the role, um, Mrs. Crandall is, of course, very protective over her daughter. That's her only baby. It's a girl. She's a girl. And there is an image to protect and project at church, being the pastor's wife. Oh, yeah. So um, Mrs. Crandall is making sure that nobody comes close to her daughter and that the image is set and established, you know, that we're still, you know, living in this high seat of recognition and authority, 
And she loves okay. her baby. She really, really does. She's a, 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 an average, overprotective, caring, loving mother who will go to bat for anybody for her baby. And that sounds like a true, true um, depiction of Mama, Mama Terry. And that, exactly. I was going to say, that's easy for me to play. First of all, yeah. Lee is such a delight. She is just as cute and adorable and sweet as she wants to be. But um, yeah. in being her mother on set, it was easy for me to imagine being the mom that I am in the real world because right. I am that very same way with my daughter. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I love that baby Judah, honey. Yes, yes, I do. So the emotional recall technique was not difficult. Yes. Oh my God! You, you guys have me. Do you like probably watch the movie now? I know, right? Say again. We we actually, and I want to make sure that we um, do cover the factor of some of the locations of the film. Um, and Terry, I know we had talked a little bit briefly. Um, I believe it was a couple of days ago in regards to some of the days, the locations of release. So uh, Blackbird hits the Blackbird hits the film uh, hits the screens tomorrow in uh, select cities. I know Atlanta, which is uh, one area in which Blackbird will be screened. Um, mm-hmm. and two screens there, I believe, still AMC Southlake and AMC Stonecrest. Yes. Which are both near the mall. Um, and D Woods, you guys have been promoting. I know you're up in the New York area. Um, so the area up there, there's a Harlem uh, movie theater. Yes, um, I believe it's the Maggie Johnson Theater in Harlem. They have one in the village. Um, I don't know the exact name of it. And then there's one in Times Square as well. Within Times Square? Mm-hmm. The AMC oh, okay. theater in Times Square. Oh, we oh, love that. that that's, that's a great location. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then now, Kevin, Kevin are you out in LA? Yeah, in LA. I, I know out here where I'm at, it's playing in Burbank tomorrow. I know all day, and I know it's supposed to play in the Chinese theaters, which is pretty exciting. But I didn't mm-hmm. like things for tomorrow, and I know at least one other theater. Too. Actually, two other theaters. I know that one yeah, just lost. Yeah. Okay, so you, so you're saying is it, is it four screens, Kevin, in uh, L.A. right now? I, I believe, yeah, starting tomorrow, yeah, I believe. Like, I only saw the actual times at the AMC in Burbank, but I know on Sunday okay. we're going to be at the Chinese Theater. There's, like, an actual event on Sunday that I know I'm going to go to over there. So a lot of the cast will be there on um, Sunday night at the Chinese Theater. I think, like, 7, I think, what time that is. So anyone out there listening. Awesome. And that's on Sunday, Kevin? Yeah, Sunday, this weekend. Okay, okay. Okay. And then also, I'll say, being see girl, there's three movie theaters in the District of Columbia. I've got some high school classmates who are going to support the film because I'm in it. And so there's three theaters in D.C. San Francisco. Yeah, so that's awesome. And one more thing. I don't want to overlook. We filmed what my portion of the film, and the majority of it was done in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is where the director, Patrick Ian, is from. That's his hometown. 
And I want to say that while I was there, it was my first time ever in Mississippi, and they rolled out the red carpet for us. And um, they were so kind when they saw that we were, you know, of course, shooting a movie there and bringing so much notoriety. And Monique was there. Everyone was just so kind. And I I wish I could remember the waiter's name. But I went to some local restaurant, and we just started talking. I told him I was there shooting a movie. And bless his heart, he paid for my meal. And, I mean, if wow. that is not Southern hospitality, oh, I don't know what yeah. it is. So I just want to give a shout-out to everybody in Mississippi, in particular, Hattiesburg, and say thank you so much for your love and support. That wow. is amazing. <laughs> You see, when good when, when people do good things, when they do good things, you know they're not easily forgotten. They just that's, aren't. So that's 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 amazing. So okay, it was shot in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Where where were the other areas that the movie um, was shot in? There was um, a few shots in. Um, well, what you say, Kevin? Oh, Cartersville, Georgia was one of them. Right, right, right. There was some, there was some footage shot in, in, in Atlanta? Yeah. Cartersville. Yeah, yeah oh, pretty close to Atlanta, like an hour and a half away. Right, Cartersville, Georgia, uh-huh. Yeah, oh, like right. Cartersville, okay. Like, yeah, yeah hour, Georgia, hour North Atlanta. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And awesome. that was pretty hot. So, that was pretty sweaty out there. It was like July. Oh, yeah. People outside <laughs> dipping sweat. I already know. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Hot Pass. <laughs> Exactly. Interesting enough, and I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm correct on this, but this film itself, over a duration of time, I want to say it was a couple of years it was in production. Am I right? Can somebody confirm that for me? Well, we um, shot the film in 2013, mm-hmm. like March and April 2013, and then right. um, some during the summer of 2013 to like pick up shots and things of that nature. But all of 2014, they worked it. They worked it at the film festival. Right. So That's right. It's been a two-year, a two-year process. But Patrick, and if anybody else wants to jump in, Patrick has been relentless. Rel- yeah, relentless is a great word. He has been working on the film when he was first introduced to the book, to the novel written by Larry um, Dukachin. Yeah, right. in like 1985, he said he mm-hmm. found the book and right. found the cool. author, yeah. and he uh, he stayed on it since then. <laughs> so, yes, and I want to say I think this is the fourth version of Blackbird. So you know, it's wow. always good to see from a director's perspective in a different lens because everyone's perception and their in their voice in their eye, in their their knack of telling a story is all going to be significantly different. So, right. um, this is a great you know, movie, and I'm saying it because I'm biased, but I'll tell you, when I went to the Atlanta premiere, I think it was back in October, right, Dee? Was it October? Yes. Mm-hmm. When okay. I went and just watching it as, you know, uh, I really did detach myself from somebody who even had a, 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 a smaller role in the movie. I watched it as a viewer. And I'm telling you, the weaving of the storylines and the 
the storylines individually themselves and everyone mm-hmm. just weaving in and out. It is absolutely fascinating. And I didn't know what was going to come next, but I was sitting on the edge of my seat. I was so proud of Julie Walker. This is his debut, and he mm-hmm. handled this like a veteran. And she was absolutely adorable. And, Kevin, you and I have not met, but, darling, you are fantastic. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Really you appreciate it. Yes. There is some magic in your <laughs> eyes. I watched your oh, eyes. The story and the depth of an actor is always told through the eyes. And yours were just captivating. And I wish we had the opportunity to meet. But, man, oh, man, you do a stellar job. And I mean that. Oh, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Well, now, I think let me ask you, Kevin. Say that one more time, Kevin. Oh, I said I think you're fantastic as well. Oh, so darling, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking. I'm actually. I'm actually looking at um, the website. So, for those who may not have had an opportunity to see this trailer, um, and you know, had an opportunity to follow the story and the, the development of the, you know, like uh, Terry mentioned, Patrick Ian. Polk has been, you know, consistently pushing for this film to get the um, the aerospace that it needs for visibility, I should say. And right now, um, I'm gonna just kind of run down the theaters because it's important. We want to make people make sure people know where they can actually see this film. Um, the Los Angeles area, AMC Town Center Eight, um, the TCL Chinese Theater, the Los Angeles Cinema Eighteen is in LA. And Washington, D.C., where Terry says she's going to have some, some supporters out there, is City Cinemas, Angelica Pop-Up Theater, and uh, D.C. Arclight, Bethesda, AMC, Magic Johnson, Capital Center. And then New York City, where uh, Ms. D is out there right now, AMC Village 7, the AMC Empire 25, and AMC Magic Johnson Harlem Theater. And I think, Kevin, you mentioned San Francisco, which is AMC, um, I think it's Metreon or Metron. It's Cinemark Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the Yeah, you know, and and the great thing is we do have listeners in other cities and other areas that listen to this show and listen to our shows and I'm gonna encourage you guys to pick up the phone, call your local theater and request this film to be screened in your area. Yes. So, you know, it's it's important, you know, stories like these, um, and I want to make a little more emphasis. He did a great job describing the synopsis of this story. One thing that is important to mention, too, is that Randy is actually taking care of his emotionally disturbed mother as well. And um, I remember Monique on one of the interviews that she's been doing for more than a movie. She spoke about how deeply religious and sanctioned the mother is, which Monique plays uh, Randy's mom in the film. And, um, you know, she's really making emphasis of how, uh, you know, his mother is heavily uh, biblically, how should I put it, just heavily uh, Bible-toting when it comes to the things that are, what the Bible says versus what her son may be going through in his own, you know, in his own space, in his own search of his true self. So, you know, I I think that, um, you know, although he shall, you know, he's going to be walking a walk, that um, some teenagers, some adults are still mm-hmm. trying to come to grips with, and he's got the courage to, you know, um, 
stand up for himself and, you know, um, find his way, I think that many people will be able to relate, you know, to his character. And I actually did see, Terry, an interview that um, that Julian Walker uh, did um, a couple of days ago. And for him to be as young as he is and starting out, he is uh, very much, yeah, yes, um, you know, he spoke he, openly about being, um, you know, uh, 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 openly uh, out gay man, and that um, the role that he plays um, is just the reverse of, you know, his reality in his own life, that his family does support him significantly. So, Jazzy. Yes, I am here listening very well. I, you know, I want to add in to that as well to say, you know, we just said that we came speaking with Tim Wise and um, and how he advocately walk, goes around the world, the countries, and talks about racism, but also about, you know, the social injustice that um, LGBTQ families and individuals face. And I just want to say, you know, we being a same gender loving couple, we are surrounded with so many obstacles and so many issues that um this definitely this movie is going to pick up and open up a forum, I believe more so um in the quote unquote black communities, in the Latino communities, in the white yeah. communities and you know, it just it crosses color but it also deals with what a lot of individuals in black um, churches, in black families, and then also going outside of the black families, just it opens up the door for so many people to have the conversation to say, do I love my child, my cousin, my friend, my, you know, my choir member enough, you know, so that there is so much suicide that is rampant in young gay children. And they're being put out of their homes just for saying I love somebody that is the same gender. And are we going to allow our children not to live and to be whole and to be who they are and and who they can grow to even become greater just because of same gender loving uh, relationships? So I think, you know, I don't think I know because we um, also have an outreach ministry where we're out on the streets, beating and and hugging and loving so many of these put-out teenagers because they said, Mom, Dad, I'm gay, and they were put out, you know. And so we watched them becoming susceptible to sexual abuse. We watched them become homeless. We watched them hungry. We watched them wanting to kill themselves simply because, they love a person of the same gender. And a lot of them, a lot of them are coming from Christian background. So this is so critical right now just so that people can start talking about it, talking Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. So I'm very excited to, to know that you guys have taken on the responsibility in acting and choosing because you didn't have to choose the roles. You chose a role that said, not only can I get paid, but you also chose a role that said, this matters to me enough to portray it well. Right. Absolutely. I like to say hey, I want to take a quick little, I want to take a quick commercial break real quick. I'm sorry. Who is that? Is that Dee? 
Oh yeah, yeah, that that was the um I was saying, um, I like to say sometimes the roles choose you because I'm sure yes. all of us cast members and people, you know, behind the scenes have a story about how they came across this film. But um I think, you know, because we work in this profession and we audition so much and we submit ourselves so much and then sometimes like the roles that you get it's like it was so it just came together, it just made sense, like the stars just aligned and I think the right people were came together at the right time to make this to make this film and to get this message across. So, yeah, exactly. I, like I totally agree with that message. Guys, I wanna take a quick commercial break real quick and we're gonna come right back and um we're live with the cast of the new film Blackbird premiering tomorrow night in theaters. We'll be right back in just a few seconds. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Okay, I don't know. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. All right, well, we're back live on Loudmouth Radio with the cast of Blackbird, the movie. And we have uh, Miss Terry Henry, who's playing Miss Crandall, on the film. Uh, Terry, would you please? Um, well, we have Miss Terry Henry, Miss D. Woods, as well as Kevin. Alice, I, didn't met, I messed oh, it up, didn't I, Kevin? <laughs> I was trying to get it. I was trying to hold my mule on it. So, um, Terry, would you share yeah. a little bit about, um, you know, how you came about, um, you know, becoming a part of this project? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> I moved to Atlanta in 2012 in order to enlarge my territory in the uh, television and film industry. And so in, I think, late 2012 or early 2013, someone sent me this posting for auditions in Charlotte or Atlanta. And ironically, I just moved from Charlotte, North Carolina to Atlanta. Oh, wow. And so I went to the audition and um, I didn't know anything about the movie, but, you know, I'm a hungry artist. So you tell me there's an audition. <laughs> if I have to, if, if I can do anything except take off my clothes, I'm going to be there. 
And so I went to the audition and, um, you know, studied my lines and walked out of the audition room and one of the monitors called me back in. And I was like, oh, Lord, I must have done something wrong. Why are they calling me back in? Maybe I did something right. And Patrick said, don't I know you? And I said, I don't know. He said, we met at Brandeis University in Boston, and we both have a mutual friend. And I didn't recognize him because I hadn't seen him in so many years. And it was just so good to see that he was getting ready to produce this movie that I auditioned for that I didn't even know he was the director of. Well, oh wow. I did I did not take it for granted that because we had a mutual friend I was going to get cast because there's a lot of great talent here in the city of Atlanta as well as in Charlotte and I didn't know who else he had seen. So I really did just kind of, you know, pray, um put my faith on it and kept it moving. And the next thing I know, I get an email and a text from Patrick saying that I had been cast. And I was um, just very excited. So this is my first feature film. And I'm just so thankful that he trusted me with the role. He trusted me with the cast. And, um, you know, for him to believe in whatever it was that I had to offer to the degree that he would include my name in the credits. It's just a blessing. Oh, my God. Let me, just say, let me just say to the audience that, you know, you may not know who Terry Henry is, but we do. And we have seen her in action on stage, and this is the here. Let me just tell you, this is the here. I, everybody is wonderful in this movie. I, didn't, I haven't even seen it yet, but I already know everybody is wonderful. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But Terry Henry right here. Oh, she bad. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. She bad. She a bad girl. So just, you know, lock her name in. Matter of fact, lock all of our cast members that are online right now. Lock their names in. Because you know what? Let me, all jokes aside, it takes an eye. It takes a special eye and it takes a special ear to to see that it in a person for a character. Um, Every now and then, I think people miss it. But for the most part, it really takes a special person to say, hmm, that's the one that can play that part. Or um, I may have had you keyed in, I want you to play this, but you're not that one. Maybe you're this one. And it just fits. So, you know, for all of the, and, and as, Sonny said earlier when when Kevin, when Terry said, you're it, Terry has an eye. I love her eye and I love her ear for um, acting and the message that comes through the art of it. So, you know, that says a lot about her. But um, what, what I just, I love the fact that you said this movie made you become a viewer and you got away from, you detached yourself from your role from all of the, the countless hours of putting it together with, you know, your your cast members and, and coworkers, but you became the viewer. And for yeah. you to come back then and say, job well done, it's, you know, it just says a lot about 
what the what the message is, what the movie is, and the people you work with, but it says a lot about the storyline itself. Oh yes, it says a lot about the storyline. So, you know, we're we're always excited about being able to bring this type of information to our audience um, because it's a message, like I said earlier, that needs to be that Monique has done an amazing job and that message out as an individual in her life in. Uh, matter of fact, um, Monique married a couple that are friends of ours on their marathon. They, they're doing a marriage marathon and going from state to state, getting married, showing Georgia that, hey, if I can get married in all of these states, Georgia, you need to become legal. And so she has not made any quiet uh, anything about how when injustice is wrong, it's wrong. And we need to bring attention to those things to make them right. Mental illness, another huge, huge area, as as you saw, even in our PSA, we have a commercial um, about yes. mental illness in the black community, in the African-American community, and just at large. It's, it's, you have to have the for real talk, and it starts in the Woo! black community, in the church. You have to have the conversation. That's correct. Have to have the conversation. So good job. Okay. People never think that they're crazy. So that's a difficult conversation to have. <laughs> and yeah. I'm being facetiously, you know, funny. But for real, for real, particularly in our community, you know that mm-hmm. we are just loaded with um, pride, and in some senses, uh, in some cases, a false sense of pride. And so that mental illness thing, because there are some of us who are, well, some of y'all, but no, uh-uh. some of us, <laughs> some of us who are um, walking around, you know, acting as if we're saying, but there are some deep-seated issues yeah. that, that are making us crazy. And like my pastor, Barbara Lewis King, says at Hillside International Truth Center, we are living in hell on earth. We don't have to die to go to hell. We can live in hell because our minds are Mm -hmm. so insane, you know. So and and trying to get people to actually You're mentally trapped. Oh, you better say it, yes. And so the thing is not just addressing mental illness but addressing uh, the truth, people trying to get real and take off the hypocrisy. The mask. Yeah. Yes, better say it. And really realizing that there is some imbalance in their lives, and it really does have a lot to do with what's going on in the mind, mental, mind, mental, mind, mental. And you know Absolutely. what, just like your character your character in this movie and I would say the characters and I've had this on my show um when I have my show on Tuesdays, but I it, the church has characters that are giving so much shame on mental illness, on um homosexuality, on drug abuse and addiction, on you know white and black and just all of these things were given stigmas and were given shame, but we're supposed to be coming into this place of love and this place of acceptance and this place of worship. And half of the time, or over half, I'm being nice, over half of the time you're not coming to be whole or healed. You're actually coming in a very um, 
crushed position, and then you're leaving even more so crushed all in the name of quote-unquote God. And so, again, when you have movies like this, it touches so many areas. It touches racism. It touches, you know, homophobic attitudes. It touches the stigmas of, um, no, you're not mentally ill. You just need to pray about it. You're just demon-possessed and all of these things that, you know, we hear. The real um, things, yes. There's real topics that if we watch the movie not only just for entertainment, um, if we watch it for healing, it can really start and set the fire in motion for healing for all of these things to start taking place. And yeah, that's what I, I like. I thoroughly to agree. That. <laughs> well, I want yeah. to ask Kevin, you still with us? I am, yeah. I love all the stuff you're saying, too. I was going to say, for you, when, um, you know, part of a project like this and your principal role in this um, is very significant, you know, how did it feel, um, you know, in the role, um, being a part of that circumstance, that, that as I said, that cloud over your head of seeing a friend or someone that you emotionally, um, you know, uh, have a connection with, uh, see them go through like this 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 kind of struggle, um, which is is something that people are dealing with on a day to day basis, and it's not necessarily about an age. There are people who are in their forties and fifties. This young man in the film is only seventeen, but there is people who are in their forties and fifties who have not come to the point of of their authentic self. And yeah. um, you know, and look, we've only seen the trailer, but just from the trailer and just from the synopsis. It's such an original, and there's a lot of conversation that's been had over the last, you know, uh, few months about this film. How did it feel for you being in that position, you know, um, you know, along with Julian Walker playing his role in Randy? You mean, like, while we were shooting, or do you mean now, like, the task from it? Like, you know what? I would say maybe both, because, um, of course, when you're shooting, you're in the midst of character, and, and you know, you're unveiling the, the craft of it, but as you step back, um, you know, in, in, in the the snapshot of your role um in this in uh, this young man Randy's position, you know, what's your viewpoint of, you know, what his character went through, um, as he became closer to his authentic self? Well, for Julian, um I mean he was like the one that was meant to do this role, but he lived this role. So like for if you're a young actor and you're having to learn like a process you're going to want to go out for yourself. What's lucky is this is kind of a universal story. Like, I have a friend from uh, from um, Brooklyn that I went to college with in Florida and still lives out there. His story was so pretty much exactly the same as Julian's, except in New York instead of Mississippi. So, like, he's lived it himself. He's playing this role that's universally had all these experiences to draw on. And luckily, mm-hmm. to have people that loved him, you know, even if they didn't know him for long in life, we, you know, we loved him. And Monique is an Oscar-winning actress. Like, a lot of good mentorships going on. Patrick, I know, was with him a lot. And he just was naturally gifted. He, like, his talent is there. So, like, the circumstances aligned, and I think he he did a perfect job. And, like, he was the role. So you can't get any better than that. Performance yeah. was being the role. So, what you see is what you get, and I think it's good. 
But awesome. it's for my so own experience. It's for my own. I'd say it very simple. I just had fun when I was there. I had a blast, and and now I'm just grateful that I was in it. So Kevin, you were so doggone awesome. I wish I could have met you. Yeah, when I saw the movie at the premiere, I just said, "Who in the world is that, and where did they find him?" <laughs> you were just Absolutely. amazing, and I mean. Dee already knows that she is a star. Dee is just absolutely precious in this yes, movie. I, and, I you know, her her beauty cannot be denied. But you, Kevin, oh. I never met or saw. And um, you were so captivating. My goodness. Now, <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got a very significant other in my life, so I am not trying to hit on you. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I'm oh, just, I'm glad you put that disclosure out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what guys, it's it's one of those things and this is kinda of what I was asking too for for you, Kevin, as Marshall, um being a you know, being a friend, because I know you said you'd like a mentor to to, you know, Randy within the character uh that Julian is playing. Um, you know, and, and Terry, you saw the screening, so you, you, both of you guys can kind of speak on this if you like. You know, seeing this man unfold and dealing with his authentic self, of, you know, of dealing with homosexuality and, and, you know, at the age of 17, it's almost seemed like he's almost a caregiver for his mother, um, you know, in that role. Like, what did you guys um, take from him, um, you know, in that that embodiment of the role of Randy? Um, you know, coming to grips with his life and his lifestyle of uh, not his just not his lifestyle, but his his uh, development of um, understanding, you know, the the difference that he had in regards to his life choices versus you know going with his family's choices for him. You know, what did you guys see from this role um, of Randy as the story developed? I, I don't know. I guess to me, if I'm going to go first, I'd say um, he definitely became more of a man. I mean, like, he was always forced to be one in a sense, like, by default. But that's, like, like because his dad wasn't around and, his, you know, his mom being in whatever mental state you want to label that being kind of had the man in the house, ready or not. And he wasn't, but I think he became a legitimate man throughout the process of the film. And Isaiah says that to him, you got to be your own man. I think he becomes one throughout the film. So that what's strange is by the time the film ends, though he would be more ready to mentally, though he shouldn't anyway at 17 be in that position, should he be? His dad does come in, and then the family reunites. So, like, um, I hope I didn't spoil the ending for everyone listening. But, <laughs> but like, it's a, like, <laughs> um, yeah, I hope I didn't spoil the ending. But, like, it's, it's just happy. Happy ending. I didn't really spoil it, but yeah, I hope that kind of answers your question. Like, does it? Cool, cool. I wanted to just kind of have a you know a viewpoint from you, uh, Kevin, especially with you being a, a major part of you know the storyline with Randy. Um, you know, with the role of uh, Marshall and Randy um, in their relationship, guys. I know that um, we've been on air for a good little amount of time, and I think at this point, I just really want to encourage everyone. I know once we get back in the air, we're definitely going to see this film. 
Um, and okay. I want to encourage you that are listening to this broadcast, go out. You know, if you're not in an area where there's being screened, you have friends that live in these areas, you know, encourage them to go out, support this film, support these actors, you know, um, start a conversation about it. And, you know, hopefully it will spread into more markets um, as it, you know, as it as it grows. So it's very important that, you know, independent filmmakers like this have the support especially when they have vital uh, vital topics and things that need to be talked about. So I just want to tell you guys thank you so much um, for taking the time and sharing, you know, the um, the message behind this film with our listeners on Loudmouth Radio. And, you know, if you'd like, please, um, Kevin and Terry, share your social media handles so that people can yes. follow you and, and stay in connection with you. Absolutely. Probably my name with no spaces, Kevin Allison, that's K-E-V-I-M. A L L like all E S C E like all E C like S C E A C. Okay, and we'll Terry. make it. post it. Okay. Yes. See, are you still there? Also. She yeah, she, she had to she had to skip off. She did send me a message. Uh-huh. She had to jump oh, off. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. About that. Okay, so I am. Terry, and on Instagram, I'm Terry Time Henry. On Twitter, I'm Terry Henry, T-E-R-R-Y, at Terry Time Henry. My artist page on Facebook is Terry Time Entertainment, and my website is TerryTimeEntertainment.com because everybody has got to have a little Terry Time. Woo! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Terry, a little spicy tonight, Jazzy. I mean, I love it. Girl, should I got a movie under her belt? Something about Thursday. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Yes, and and for those who need to, make sure you guys use the hashtag WeAreBlackBird when you go and see this film. And, uh, you know, let's talk about it on social media. Let's let the world know what you think about this film and um, why people should go out and support it. So, um you say also, Jazzy and uh, and Sunny, if you don't mind, I am sure. at Cafe 290 in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Oh, um, yes. On Tuesday nights, doing my artist showcase as a vocalist. On this Mother's Day, I will be in Savannah, Georgia, doing Crowns, written by oh. the phenomenal actress Regina Taylor. That will be May 8th through the 10th. And then also there is a tour that's being constructed um, of the kink in my hair, which is where you and I met. Yes. And yes. you saw me at the Cobb Energy Center. And Trey Anthony, the writer, director, and producer, is uh, trying to work in conjunction with uh, several other people who are well, right now will remain nameless, but Dr. Barbara Lewis King may be among them to get a southeastern tour of that phenomenal production. That yes, uh, and then in August, I'll be in South Beach and seeing um, an, uh, a model showcase as well as holding acting workshops because I still am a private acting coach and performance enhancement coach. So um, just kind of wanted to put that out there. I'm trying to be a working actress in Atlanta, y'all. No, you're I not love it. You have to speak it to, to put it in place. You're doing it, honey. You're not even trying. You're doing it. Yes. Thank you. are doing a very, very good job. And um, Cafe, you've named some great places. Cafe 290, for those of you that are not familiar with Atlanta, it's a very long-running 
um, one of the few jazz spots where independent okay. artists, known and unknown, can go and just really bellow it out, it. play it out, it. and yeah, very, very nice, awesome. He's the owner of T90, and he's just rolled out the red carpet for me. And um, uh, Seven and the and the band, they are all just amazing there. I love it, and I feel like it's home away from home. And so I just thank them for opening up their arms and their doors and allowing me to come and sing and do my thing and, you know, open up the pipes and uh, share another part of the gift that God gave me. Yes. And, Kevin, what are you doing right now? Like what am I working on? What are you working yeah, on? I've been kind of working hard on basically making Shakespeare's Othello adapted to Venice Beach out here, <laughs> which I've been working on. Yeah, like direct, first time directing kind of thing. Um, I love Othello. I absolutely. Yeah. Matter of fact, Kevin, I want a dog. Let me tell you my new dog's name. My wife is going oh, to die right now. Okay, so my new dog that I'm speaking into existence in my life, his name is, understand, I didn't say will be, I said is because I just believe he's already here. His name is Othello Miles Davis. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yes. Yes. You want to know what's help me, Lord, help me. What's also crazy is um, in mine, I'm doing like a really strange thing here. I'm doing modern characters that I've written, woven, woven in. I don't really know how to better explain that other than to tell you the full unabridged Shakespeare is happening. But uh-huh. in a truly modern sense, I just find it unbelievable that everyone would only be talking this way. But to make it more believable, I've added new supplementary characters that make it more realistic around them to interact. But meanwhile, the stories like penetrate through all that and still tell the Shakespeare if that makes any sense at all. And I'm going to be playing Rodrigo. And I probably shouldn't say who I approached about Othello, but I kind no, of won the marriage. Yeah. yeah, but I did it, win over it. I won't, I won't, but I did win his manager's attention, and I won for Iago. Um, I did actually kind of have someone that I started shooting with, and we kind of, like, scrapped and kind of mm-hmm. redone it. And the person I approached most recently was pretty excited, possibility of playing it, because I kind of was honest with him. I said, hey, I see it between you and one other person. And kind of, I have okay. supplementary roles going with each of the Shakespearean roles to kind of like have them like kind of have like a bridge gap character. So whenever I kind of um, put these like few little elements in place, I like go back shooting, and hopefully mm. it'll be really good. <laughs> oh, I am so proud, Terry. Keep up with him. That's great. I man. will. That is absolutely uh, great. Kevin, Kevin, what's your number, baby? <laughs> oh, do that one on the sidebar. Oh my gosh. Call me. <laughs> yeah. Y'all need to hook up on an Instagram, I mean on a um message in Twitter and, and keep in touch so that, you know, you can know where he is and where you are. But Kevin, I love it. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, hopefully All right, guys. Hopefully you guys will see some action from that this year. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was hoping to have already kind of released something by now. I've been working really hard on it for a few months and sort of recalibrating. And Isaiah Washington, actually, who knows about the project, one of the few people that do have been kind of keep it secret. He he told me to wait until after Blackbird anyway. So yeah. I just, hopefully you guys will see it this year. Hopefully well, we'll, we if not, I'm sure next year. 
and we'll keep an eye on it. And you definitely need it to will be a web series too. It's going to be a web series. So I basically have taken like the five acts and broken them into five seasons. So um, while I'd love to shoot it all within the course of a year or two, like kind of a regular movie or TV show, and get that all done, I would definitely release it over the course of five years. Though. Just probably small five to ten minute episodes on YouTube every week. But like hopefully with a phenomenal cast and kind of more focus on acting and story and just having good composition, like very low budget, maybe definitely Gorilla, even though I probably shouldn't announce that, and definitely stop. realistic. Kevin, <laughs> stop talking. You're telling too much of your stuff. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> when you finish excited. it. I'm excited about this project. So. When you finish it, Kevin, come back on. We want to talk about it. We want to, you know, blow it up as big as possible. So oh, and, and we'll that. stay in touch, and we will follow you. Um, oh, I definitely, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, yeah. We believe, you know what? This is a show, um, all of our shows, actually, on the network. We we just believe in what we do. We're very selective with what comes on the show. You know, we get approached a lot of times by those that we consider very big and, you know, those that we consider small. But everything that we bring on air, we believe in, we stand behind in one form or another, even if it's not a topic that we necessarily support, if we feel like it's important to um, our listeners and to the world, we definitely want to bring it. We're here to say our, say our motto, Sonny, because I'm going to mess it up. We're oh, here to, to empower, inspire, and entertain. I got you. It's such a tongue twister. I mess it up every time, but I do believe in it, but I do mess it up when we say it. So, <laughs> No, we believe in in each and everything that all of you are doing, and so we, will, you know, we will tell everybody as as much as we can to watch the movie Blackbird, to watch your individual uh, productions, your performances, where you are and what you're doing, um, because we want you to do the same. We want you to say, hey, you know, listen to Loudmouth Radio with two Ds, loudmouthradio.com. Follow them. We see what they're doing next. Absolutely. Yes. Sonny and Jazzy, y'all, thank you so much for your support and for your time and for the feature. You know, for the listening audience, all I did was send a text to Sonny and Jazzy Wednesday and said, hey, how you doing? Um, I'm in this movie called Blackbird. It's coming out. I hope you'll go see it. And the next thing I knew, they were like, oh, no, we're not just going to see it. Call me. We want to try to do an interview with you. And how many cast members can you get? I mean, and it was all so spontaneous. But that is what love and, you know, support and sisterhood and um, just being real, genuine people will get you. And we are on this awesome station with this amazing opportunity just because yeah. your hearts are so big, you and Aww. Jazzy. I thank, thank you. Thank you, well, thank you very so much, honey. I'll tell you something, you know, I, I understand, you know, the um, the importance of support. Um, like yeah. I told you, Terry, and I'm going to share like this with you, Kevin, I'm working on a project myself, and, um, you know, when you've given birth to something, you know, we have some people on here who are distinctively have identified as self-known mothers, Jazzy and Terry, <laughs> giving birth to, a, you know, giving birth to, um, you know, a project like this, it takes time and it takes, you know, it takes more than one person and efforts and 
Um, you know, for someone to have a vision to see something and, and, and you see it coming to life um, and to see it unfold and it becomes something magical is important. And you want people around you to support, you know, exactly what you're doing. So we, we definitely, as a, as a radio network, appreciate you guys for allowing us to be a part of this um, mm-hmm. very special uh, very special night. It's the eve before you guys uh, premiere, and um, you know we've had the honor. You know, I think Jazzy, this is like our third or fourth round. We had Kim Falcon on with uh, Selma, um, yeah, speaking about his character, and a lot of times, you know, some of the characters outside of the main character, there's underlying messages in regards to those people and their roles, and so it's always good when those people as well can actually be spoken upon and, and have a you know more in depth understanding what their role is. And, um, you know, Coco Brown, she came on the night before Single Moms Club came out, the Tyler movie, Tyler Perry movie that came out. Um, mm-hmm. So we know how important it is to get as much, you know, publicity and uh, support when it comes to these projects. Because I'll tell you guys, when mine rolls out, when ours rolls out, because Jazz is mm-hmm. just as much a part of this project as, you know, me developing it, um, uh, you know, I would definitely want to reach out to you guys and know that we have the same support. So I, I appreciate you guys and our what you guys are sharing to the world. <laughs> Thank you, say, you guys so much. Now you can go get some rest. No, I'm getting I ready know. to call. We'll start it all over again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tara says she get ready to call Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. And listeners, I will say, you know, if you get the opportunity to go in those cities where Blackbird is um, premiering tomorrow, debuting tomorrow, and uh, I think there will be some additional places next week, please go. It is a dollar well spent. Absolutely. And if you have not had an opportunity, follow uh, Blackbird. Um, with uh, the hashtag We Are Blackbird, as well as online at blackbirdthemovie.com. It will allow you to see where the film is actually premiering and the locations that it will be screening um, in the different cities across the U.S. And as always, we want to invite you to connect with us on our new premiere show, Pride and Our Prejudice, next Friday, May 1st. Uh, we'll be live here on Live Mouth Radio. If you're just coming in, and I know we've got some people who, who've come in and they've been listening, you can archive this show in probably about the next 15 to 20 minutes um, at loudmouthradio.com and uh, listen to this entire interview um, on, the, on the, the convenience of your cell phone, your tablet, or your computer. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for following us at loudmouthradio.com. You can follow us at Twitter at loudmouth as well as at loudmouthradio with two Ds. Well, on Instagram at Loudmouth and Twitter um, and Facebook Loudmouth Radio Network. And so we, as always, appreciate you guys for supporting and listening to us tonight, and we want to wish everyone a great evening. God bless, and have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night, Good night. Good night everyone. You're listening to the Loudmouth. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. <laughs> 